Hey, superhumans. Welcome back to the Superhuman Playbook podcast. Today, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break from our usual interview format. Uh, It's just going to be me today, and I wanted to keep it short and sweet and just share something that um, I've found recently has been making a really big impact um, with my clients and um, personally, and this is something that I've thought about and been using for years, um, but I guess didn't realize, I didn't realize how uh, impactful and important it could be for others. Um, so I'll just jump right into that. And this is really going to be something that's effective and uh, potentially life-changing for you. If you're the kind of person who schedules out your time uh, each week or whenever you have a big project, you schedule out time to complete those tasks and you find your schedule slipping. You find it difficult to stick to. Um, you find your time estimates for different tasks to be uh, wrong in reality. When you actually try to put it into practice, uh, it falls apart. Uh, if that's you, if that's something that's happened to you in the past or happens to you consistently, I think uh, the ideas and the um, strategies I'm going to be sharing today are going to be really, really helpful for you. So I want you to imagine uh, that you are planning out uh, a week or maybe a project and just think through the process that you take to do that. Uh, if you're like most people, what you will do is you will write out your list of tasks um, and maybe you don't actually even write it out. You might just be doing this in your head, but it just see if this sounds familiar to a thought process you've had uh, in the past. You have a list of tasks and you think through or even write out that list of tasks. And then uh, whether you do this explicitly or not, you create a time estimate for each of those tasks. You think, all right, task one, this is going to take me 20 minutes. Task two is going to take me an hour. And you go down the list and you think through how long each thing is going to take. And then you look at your calendar. And again, whether you actually use a physical calendar or not, um, in your head, you are thinking of how your time is allocated throughout the week or the month or whatever the time period is. And you're thinking about the, the free time that you have, the time where you could dedicate, uh, that you could dedicate to these tasks on your list. And then you make a comparison between the amount of time that each task is going to take and the time available for its completion. So everything sounds good so far. This seems like a good strategy. And yet this is the exact strategy people employ all the time and find to fail. Uh, when they actually put it into practice, they have these time estimates for all of their tasks. They have time estimates for, for how much time there is available for those tasks. And then it seems like you should just be able to fit those together and it should work out beautifully, right? Every time. And it just doesn't. Uh, for most people who try this, they find that their time estimates that they make for those tasks end up being too short or just wrong in either direction. And the time that they had allocated for those tasks ends up being consumed faster than they expect. And it seems like over time, you'd get better at this estimation process. And and I think people do to some extent. And yet I've worked with people, you know, everyone from people in their 20s in college trying to do this to um, retirees uh, and, and everything in between. And all across that spectrum, I see people using the same strategy and it fails. So uh, at some point, I guess I had an epiphany and realized what was going on here when I did it on my own because I had the same issue. 
And uh, that epiphany is that all hours are not created equal. And if you like to put something on, you know, a sticky note, <laughs> this might be a good one. Uh, either all hours are not created equal or available hours is not equal to effective hours. If you're, if you're a math person, you like those expressions. Um, so let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, available hours, these would be the times that you see in your schedule or you, you register mentally as time that you could use for these tasks that you have. So those are the available hours. But effective hours are something completely different. An effective hour is an hour in which you have both the mental and physical resources to complete the task in the most efficient and effective way possible for you. That is a 100%. That is an effective hour. That's a term I came up with. Perhaps uh, someone else is using it too. But that's that's how I think of that term. And that's the first step, recognizing that those two things are not necessarily the same. In fact, they're very rarely the same. Available hours versus effective hours. And the reason they're rarely the same is because your mental resources change and fluctuate throughout the day and throughout the week. And depending on what you've been doing during the week, they're going to be different. Um, and your physical resources probably do too, to some extent as well. And so what happens is that an available hour can be equal to an effective hour. It can also be anything less than that. So <laughs> any available hour can be up to as effective as one effective hour. It's always some fraction of an effective hour. And that's really important because what is happening under the surface when you are making those plans, when you have your tasks and then you have your schedule and you're trying to fit those two things together, when you make those time estimates for how long a task is going to take you to complete, the assumption that you are making is that every available hour is an effective hour. Because when you make those time estimates, you are making those estimates in terms of effective hours. Whether you thought about that or not, that is what you are probably doing. That's what most people do. You make those time estimates in terms of effective hours. You think to yourself, okay, if I have the space, if I have the resources I need, I have everything set up and I can just work and I can focus, this will take me this long. And if you've had this fail before, it might be that you find yourself adding some buffer time. So you might say, okay, well, I think it should take an hour. I'm going to go ahead and give myself an hour and a half. And yet it still takes longer than you expect. So how can we figure out how many effective hours we have available? Because we're going to make, I think it, it makes sense to make those estimates in terms of effect, effective hours for your, your tasks. But how do we actually know how many we have during the week? So this is a process that, that I've gone through and worked through and, uh, and, and found to work because uh, I think one of the takeaways from this entire podcast so far is that both learning and productivity are very personal. It changes from person to person. There's not one system that's always going to work. And so it's really important that we understand who we are. When we're trying to make plans, we need to understand what our limitations are. What are the things that we are good at? What are the things that we are not so good at? How, do, how does our brain work? How, do, how does it think? And what's different from the person who might be suggesting a different strategy or approach to us? What modifications do we need to make? So one of the ways I help people to figure out how many effective hours they have available 
when those effective hours are going to take place and therefore being able to schedule accordingly and actually um, create a schedule that works and plays out how you expect it to in reality, which is so critical. One of the ways that we figured out how to do that is uh, what I call um, attention mapping. We also use, we call them focus charts, um, energy charts, different names uh, for different people, depending on how they think about it. We try to personalize that too, but um, this is something that you can do today and I highly, highly encourage it. And it is something that takes some discipline uh, and you might need to find just like anything else, you might need to find your own way to do this, but try mapping out your energy, your focus, your attention hour by hour for a week. And I know that might sound intense and I definitely recommend play around with it a little bit. Find something that you can do consistently. And I use the words here, energy, attention, focus interchangeably. Uh, they're not the same thing, but they're often highly correlated. Uh, and so just for the sake of not confusing people, I think it's good just to think of them as the same thing. Um, when you're charting, what I'd recommend doing, just to keep it simple, just give yourself a, a y-axis or whatever system you use, a scale from one to 10. And every hour, as consistently as you can, and if you have to do it less than that, that's okay, just start where you can, start somewhere. And I'd recommend writing this down somewhere. It is very, very hard to keep track of mentally. It might. You, you might be able to draw a general curve at the end of the day, but I think you find um, what you end up having uh, if you write it down versus what you <laughs> what you would expect if you just try to keep track mentally is going to be vastly different. So I would recommend write it down somehow. It can be digital. If you're a nerd like me, you might put it in Excel. You might write it down in a journal, um, scratch piece of paper, whatever it takes for you to be able to do this on a, a semi-consistent basis. Try this out. So just every hour, give yourself a rating one to 10. Where is your attention, your energy, and your focus at? And you can plot those separately if they're distinct to you. If you think of those as different things, that's cool. Um, really, I would say attention is the most important one or focus. But a lot of times people think more in terms of, of energy. That's how they feel it. So do that if that works for you. But what you're going to find is that dependent on your uh, several key factors, you're gonna have some consistent patterns in the curves from day to day. You're gonna start to see these patterns emerge. I have high energy at this time of day. I have low energy at this time of day. And what you're really seeing, and that, that will be the case if you have a consistent schedule. Most likely you will start to see these very consistent attention energy patterns appearing with some variation from day to day, but there will be some patterns that will start to appear. Something as simple as in the first half of the day, I tend to go from a place of low energy to a place of high energy back to a place of low energy. There tends to be some sort of uh, curve at the first half of the day. And the second half of the day has this other curve. And there might be some fluctuations, some bumps along the road, but it looks like that. And that, that's really common if you do end up um, taking my advice here and plotting this out. Uh, what's really common for somebody who has a, a nine to five kind of schedule, whether you're a student or a professional, really common curve is starting out somewhere between uh, three and six in the morning in terms of your energy or focus, 
going up somewhere between a six and a 10 um, for the early hours before noon, having a drop in the middle of the day and a slight rebound followed by a crash. That's really common. It might not be your case, but you might see that your pattern is some variation of that. That's really common. And how this helps us is that once it's, once you've plotted this, uh, if you're somebody who's, who's tracked calories before or done anything like this, you'll notice you start to get an intuition for the cost of things. Now we've all gone shopping. So maybe that, maybe that's a better analogy. Everybody's done that at some point over time, you start to get a better feel for the price of things, what different things cost. And even if you haven't bought something before, you can estimate roughly what the price should be. And the exact same thing goes for you know, tracking calories. If you've done that before, you start to get the feel for how many calories are in different foods. But if you try to if you try to guess without ever having had that experience of tracking, you'll find your guesses are probably wildly incorrect. <laughs> but once you've tracked it for a little while, you start to get this intuition. You start to understand what things cost. And it's exactly the same with energy, with focus. I found that people who have never tracked before tend to wildly underestimate the cost of different activities in terms of their focus. And sometimes they overestimate others. But until they've tracked it, they don't really have a good feel for what things cost. But once you have, this is a tool you can use because now you can predict. You can predict how much energy, how much focus, how much attention you will have available depending on the different factors throughout the day. What you ate that day, when you ate it, how long you slept, how well you slept, what time you woke up, what you did first thing when you rolled out of bed. If you've talked to somebody that day or you've just been by yourself, um, whether you've been on Zoom calls, uh, that's common for me, Zoom calls all day or, or not, uh, social events, you'll start to get a feel for the cost of things. And once you do, you can say, okay, well, based on what I have in my calendar this day, based on X, Y, and Z, all these different factors, this available time that I have from 2 to 4 p.m., at that time of day, this is where my energy and focus is probably going to be. And once you know that, that's when you can start to make the comparison between available hours and effective hours. You can say, okay, well, at that time of day, I think those available hours are really only going to be 50% effective. So even though I estimated task number one taking an hour, if I do it then, it's probably going to take two maybe even three. It's, it's not just going to take an hour if I do it at that time. And so then you can see the trade-off. You can decide, do I actually want to spend three hours on this task when I could get it done in one? Or do I want to find effective hours that I can spend this on or I can, I can do during this time? Once you've plotted out your, your week, your schedule that way, I think you'll find your estimates become so much closer to reality. And over time, uh, they can get pretty close to perfect. And a great thing about this too is as things unexpected arise, you'll be able to see how that affects your week. And you'll say, okay, well, I wasn't planning on this happening, but now that it has, I think it's going to change how tomorrow goes. I think my energy is going to change in this way. And therefore, maybe I should move this task to a different time, or maybe I should flip the arrangement of these different things on my calendar. But until you've taken the time 
to plot it out and get a better intuition for your energy, your focus, your attention throughout the day, what affects it and how. It's always just going to be guesswork. I think this is one of the most powerful things you can do if you want to be more productive, if you want to spend less time getting more done, if you want to have more time for the things that you really, really care about. I think this is one of the best things you can do. And the great thing is you don't have to chart this forever. You don't have to be making energy graphs every day of your life forever. It's really just once you've done it for a while, I think really two weeks, two weeks will lock it in. Even one week will give you a huge advantage. But if you can commit to doing this for just two weeks, I think you'll notice the difference uh, in really drastic ways. And this can be over the course of your life. This can be seriously life-changing when you're able to actually estimate what things cost you and plan accordingly. So I don't want to beat a dead horse. I think that uh, that covers what I wanted to cover today. Um, if you want to uh, see an example of one of these energy curves, uh, I will do my best to, to get a, a picture uploaded. A uh, link to this episode uh, shortly uh, should be available pretty soon so you can see what they look like. They're very simple, uh, not complicated. Essentially on the, the y-axis, in case you're just listening to this, the y-axis, just a 0 to 10 uh, and, you, and whatever label makes sense to you, attention, energy, focus on there and then on the uh, x-axis, the bottom axis, um, I recommend uh, having your charts be the same every day in terms of, uh, of the axes. That way they, you don't confuse the patterns that you're seeing. Um, so what I would do is put the first hour as whatever the earliest hour that you would wake up during a week is. So that way it doesn't have to change based on when you wake up. So um, if the earliest you would wake up during a week is 6.30 a.m., go ahead and put that as your first uh, tick on the x-axis and then just go every hour from there. If you want to be really crazy about this, do every half hour, um, but don't do that if it's not something you're going to be able to do consistently. So go every hour from the earliest and, and give yourself several of these charts. So, so every day you already have a chart available for you. I would do this you know, maybe in a notebook if you're comfortable doing that have those charts laid out already. So all you have to do is every hour, um, I would recommend having some sort of prompt. It can be, uh, I don't like to use the phone, but if that's something that's already part of your routine, it can be a notification on your phone. Hey, just plot your energy. And all you have to do is plot a point. You know, say, well, I'm feeling like a six, you know, plot a point. Uh, and, and one thing people often ask me is, well, well how do I, how do I quantify that? How do I really know how I'm feeling? And I would recommend just start over time, you'll get an intuition for it. You'll start to know what a four feels like versus a six versus a 10. Um, so just go ahead and on the first day, it might look completely different than it will on the last or the third day. Uh, you'll start to get a lot more precise and being able to subjectively decide uh, what that point is. And all that matters, it's relative to you. So it doesn't, it's not some objective standard. You don't have to worry you know, was I really an eight or was I an 8.7? Doesn't matter. It's all relative to you. Um, so just plot what you're feeling. And over time, those, those points will have more meaning as you get a better intuition for that, but give it a shot. And then as you do that, you can start to use that. Cause if, if you feel like, Hey, maximum, I really only get up to an eight. First of all, there's things you can do about that. That might be a discussion for another time. But if you say, Hey, I can really only get up to an eight in terms of energy. That's about as high as I ever go. I never really feel like a 10. I feel like an eight. 
then eight is your effective hour number. So if you plot out that time and you say, hey, at three to 4 p.m., I think I, based on what I'm doing that day and everything, I think I'm probably going to feel like a four around that time. That's probably going to be a 50% or less effective hour. I don't know if it's necessarily linear. It probably depends on how you're rating yourself, but um, you'll start to get an intuition for that. Well, maybe that's actually 30% of an effective hour. So I'm going to need a little more than three of those to equal one effective hour in terms of the tasks that I have estimated times for. So give that a shot. Again, I'll try to connect a picture to this episode so you can, you can see what one of those might look like. Um, and if you have any questions, of course, uh, I will leave a contact email on this episode as well. Uh, so you can reach out to me. I will, I will definitely respond as quickly as I can and try to help you out with that. But um, give it a shot. Uh, invest in yourself in this way. And um, I, I believe it will pay off for you. I really do. So with that, uh, that will be that will be a wrap on the episode for this week. I hope this is really helpful for you guys um, and happy learning.